A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. podcast here we are at yet another chapter of what is the history mad history of Sunderland AFC and what has gone on in the last week or so or two weeks has just been absolutely mad uh, if you are looking for analysis um, from the game at the weekend Sunderland's 2-1 defeat no 1-0 one one defeat 1-0 one defeat um, to Bristol City um, then go and listen to the reaction pod because all of that analysis and reaction is there. There are other things I think people would rather we would be talking about um, this evening. And to be honest, I mean, the performance pretty much rinsed and repeat of every away performance we've had over the last month or so. So go and check that out. Uh, that'll be on your feed and we will get on with the other stuff. Um Right, where do we where do we start? Where do we, we want to do the diver tickets or do we want to do a manager? Shall I let people know who's here first? Um Jordan myself, Stephen Gorsworth, as always, Gareth Barker. Hello. Evening. Right. And yeah. Got your ticket yet? Or are you still on the fence? I'm not going. You're not going. No. Okay, right. We'll get on to that in more detail. Um Mickey <laughs> Loft Mickey Loft is with us as well. All right, lads, Evening. how are you doing? Good. You you got your ticket though, yeah? Yeah, I got mine this morning for me sins and all that. Okay. Should we start with that then? Rather than leave, go off topic and come back to it. Um okay, tell us more, Gareth. There's a reaction to the away fan allocation. I just yeah, I just think the whole thing's a joke. So I don't stick it. But I mean somebody will buy some Somebody will have my ticket, so moving away fans, giving them hospitality seats in which that people have bought season tickets for at overinflated prices for a no service whatsoever. I mean, it's their personal choice if they wish to do that, but I believe you don't even get anything for going in the Black Cats bar now, so I don't know how much extra you're having to pay for a padded seat, but there we are. Um, this place covering, in... covering up Sunderland memorabilia? Yeah, well, I mean, if that's what actually does happen, we'll find out because there'll be plenty of pictures of that. But if they do that, then that is disgusting. Um, it's not there. It's it's not their home. It's ours. Um, I think they'd do it for us. Um, the, the allocation's a disgrace. Um, logistically, I know it's not of my concern because I'm sure there's some buffins out there who've decided that it's possible, but if you can explain to me where you're going to park 60, 70, 80, 90 buses uh, to transport 6,000 Newcastle fans into the stadium or lighting out again before the game and after the game, then, you know, fair play. 
I'm, you know, reciprocal, the replay, well, we'll get 6,000 there. All right, then. How are we going to get 6,000 people there in the bubble on a replay on a Tuesday or Wednesday night? The centre of Newcastle. You're going to have to, going to have to in the centre of Newcastle. You're going to have to take, people are going to have to take afternoon off, aren't you? Um, It's clear that the club have just done I'm it expect, because... I'm expect, I wouldn't be surprised if we drew this and they caused trouble, so then they said you can't ah. have your... You can't have your six thousand tickets anymore. Look, the 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 way it's gone, we've up we've absolutely seen the dollar signs in whatever capacity we possibly could. Haven't thought about our own supporters, in my opinion, and we've just cooked. And I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if you know there's been an incentive to give them what they want. Um, you know, I'm not, you know, not idiots. You know how these things work. Um, but I can't imagine the police for the first time in however long, when this is probably the worst, the worst the relations have been between the two clubs and the supporters. The most distance has been in terms of league table probably ever when we played each other. Um, <clears throat> we've gone. I know what we'll do. We'll give them. Three times as much tickets as we normally would give them. I'm like the police haven't gone. Yeah, that's a good idea. It's no chance. So it's got to have been pushed by the clubs. Um, I just think it's rank that the people who've been binned um, from their own seats are now having to wait for a second phase to see what they've got left that they can go and sit if they want to go and watch the game. I just think it's a joke, really. It should, you know. I think we've just bent over backwards where we didn't need to. So they can, I'm not going to bother. I'll watch you on the telly. <clears throat> Apparently, Northam replaced didn't weren't weren't for this. This wasn't driven by them. Well, they of course tried, it wouldn't have been. They tried to talk the clubs out of us. I mean, it's, stupid, it's an absolutely idiotic decision. Like nobody's ever going to convince me otherwise, and I think the way it's been handled is absolutely <clears throat> abhorrent and. Well, the choice was, you know, what it is the good, the good, the goodwill. If there was any for me, I know a lot of people just like love whatever happens at the club because that's what you're supposed to do. Nah, not for me. It's the lack of. I mean, the, the, we we we've we did a bit on the on the website, didn't we? We didn't put one name to it because a few of us sort of we gathered our collective thoughts, didn't we? And um, and all contributed to that to that piece. So if you if you want to see what the main things are uh, and you haven't seen that you just go to wisemansea.co.uk and there were full opinions on there but we mentioned things like it's unprecedented and and and, and um you know previously borough for example have requested more tickets not being not being granted so why should this be deemed to be safe but again even since we put that piece out again it's 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 come to the surface well not even to the surface but i understand that the police actually said no and they can have two and a half thousand tickets and they can make their own way to the match and all this stuff. If, and then, if we do that, and then if, new, if new that guys, was the and case, then it's be being going. pushed by it's being pushed by both clubs to say well, now how can we make this work? And then that's when they've said, right, well the bubble and, and the bubble travel suggestion you you can only get your ticket when you're actually on the bus. Um like this military operation thing. Um and that's the only way we'll even consider it. And I just you know that, Going against police recommendation to to make it happen. Um, on top of the stuff about where, um, 
the lads who sort the flags out, they, they, they've, they've told them they can't put anti-Newcastle stuff on. It's like, it's almost like there's somebody in the, on the inside. It's, it's ridiculous. Where are the Sunderland fans on the board? Where's the fan well, consultation? Jones, fan well, what, what, what they're thinking? Where are they when we need them? I'd be going if it was two and a half thousand. I'm telling you now. You got what? A line of 60 coaches making their way at Sunderland from Newcastle. All you have to do is all, all only one has to fall foul of something, and that's it. You be it's a massive convoy. You've <laughs> unless you're going to close all the roads around Sunderland. So I've got no idea how that's going to be managed. I, I honestly think I don't. I mean, again, it's not my role, but like, I mean, how are you going to how are you going to facilitate it? It just seems impossible to me. Like the infrastructure. But the the team bus for the opposition has to park down one of the side streets in Sheepfold. Where are they going to park sixty buses? Like, I, I honestly, I just think the whole thing is destined to be. Um, and like, it might go off and everything will be fine, and it'll be like, oh, well, what what was the problem? I'm telling you, like, there's a reason why it's never been done before. And the thing is, it's like, did, did they not understand that, like? And and you know, and we could go and we could we could put in a defensive performance, and Newcastle aren't very good on the road this season, and you know that's encouraging as a Sunderland fan, and we could do a one 0 win, and everything be great. Uh, there's a small chance that'll happen, and it could. I think it's unlikely. The, thinking about the worst case scenario here, with the especially like with the Black Cats bar and everything, and and the talk of even like decking out Newcastle colours and stuff like like these images will be around forever. Like this will be a marker in the club's history. Like, do they not well, realise that? Do they? Do they not? These are the kind of things they could have asked fans about. Tested the temperature over this stuff. Like this, you can't you can't erase this from the club's history. Was it the worst case scenario happens that we've just allowed this to happen? It's just. I mean, I, I will, I will be gone because it's just, you know. I, I don't. I've got. I mean, I'm not like saying people shouldn't go. It's just my personal feeling. No, is I, know, I, just, I know. I just I know don't. You're not preaching about it, but I don't feel like I want to go. I just don't feel like. I just feel like all we can do is try and go and make it as intimidating as possible, and try and and you know, not not reflect the club's stance on things. That you've just used the word the phrase "cook" there, and it's like, well. So I I just feel like the fans have got to rebel against that then and 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 say well we're not going to make it pleasant for you um just because the club are well, I think that rolling anyway of... no yeah well, of course it's, it will just, yeah it really like the last week on the back of those two results that we had and a really the pro would say the Leeds game was arguably the best game since at this level like some people I've spoken to said they didn't think the game was that good I thought it was like a really like high quality game in terms of like tactics and the two teams the way they set up and went at each other it was almost Premier League standard I would say um, in terms of that respect and it was the best quality game I, I can recall since we've been promoted to the championship we win the game everyone's singing great you know <laughs> Now we bring in whoever we want to bring in as manager. And then it's like the Newcastle ticket stuff, then the manager's stuff leaked, and it's like the mood is just completely turned upside down. 
it's out of complete and not only have we undone it feels like any good work that we've done over the last two years it feels like a lot of goodwill and faith from a vast majority of the support has gone in the bin uh, because of some of these decisions and in a way i think it's a positive thing because it shines a light on the reality you know you can't mask this anymore it's like it's the fact of the matter some people have been saying for ages this is the approach Mick hasn't said a word yet. So are, I mean... are we do are we are we just alone in this generally? Because I'm not seeing a massive. I I honestly thought like there'd be there'd be fan groups and media coming really attacking the small angles, and I've not seen it. And that's not me trying to have a go at anybody. Maybe I've missed it. I'm just, no, I'm just conscious that like I just always wonder. I just always like worry that people think we're trying to speak on behalf of everybody. No. But like you know. I'm not. Look, I mean, I've not spoke so far because Gareth was speaking so well and articulately and was basically putting across everything I kind of want to say on the issue. Um, but no, I think the point which is really worth reiterating though is that it is a massive slap in the face because I think, it, and obviously we'll come to the manager situation in a bit, but the last 18 months, whatever circumstances been born out of, has been one of the most enjoyable periods of going to the match for about 15 years, probably since the Roy Keane days, to be honest, in terms of We've seen our team win a lot of games. The home form is getting better this season. We had the run of the playoffs last year. The football we've been playing, the pitch has been excellent. The crowds we've been getting in the second tier is unprecedented compared to what we've ever really attracted in our recent history. And it just feels as though this has just been a massive kind of like punch to the gut and almost saying, it's like you pointed out as well, saying that if you've been inconvenienced by the North Stand move, um, move sorry, you've got the scramble about for the scraps that's available on Wednesday, you know, that these people should have been the priority if they are going to be moved, which we shouldn't have been in the first place, by the way. And like you say, it does just show like a complete contempt, I think, for the support base. I've seen people argue that, oh, well, you know, like um, we all know that our cup seats aren't guaranteed for, sorry, our league seats aren't guaranteed for cup games. But equally, you know, like when have we ever given Newcastle an allocation on this scale? It's just not practical for... For safety reasons, as like you say, Gareth, it's not going to be an enjoyable experience for a lot of people because I think as well, where they've put them in the North Stand, I think you've got a lot of family and kids around them. So, you know, like, are you going to want to have your kids and family right next to the Newcastle? Then probably not. I'm not saying an out of a grade if I put them in the South Stand, but then equally you've got lads like the Southwest Corner and like kind of people like yourself who sit in the South Stand. Like, I wouldn't necessarily mind being next to them, but you obviously got some kids and families who it won't necessarily be the most enjoyable experience for them if they've got to be kind of like directly next to the away. And so I just think for so many reasons, it is a complete slap in the face to a lot of the, the goodwill that's been shown towards the ownership. Um, and I just think this past, um, it's mad to think, sorry, but like seven days, ago, um, like six days ago, even after we beat Leeds, like we're all on the up, we're all really excited to see who our next manager was going to be. Things felt really good around the place, and now I think the atmosphere just seems to have nosedived, and it's just not good for anybody. I think. Well, the, I mean, you I can't mean, get I'm... you can't get any response from the club anywhere over ticketing and stuff. But you know, my dad's in the in the north stand, and he's in a wheelchair. So, oh, I love to know, and he's being told he's guaranteed a seat. But you know, he's got people need to be sitting near him in close vicinity. So. I don't know how much. I'd love to see how all those displaced people are going to be managed, but maybe maybe that's the thought of that. Maybe that's you know, maybe I'm giving them too much credit or not enough credit. I think. I mean, I, I know it's not. I mean, I've sat in the um, 
the southeast corner um plenty of times when they had the allocation uh behind the south stand goal i've been every derby at the stadium light um you know it's, it seems mad to me that i'm not going to go to this game but like you know when you sit and you kind of think i'll toss a coin and see what comes see which call heads or tails and one's for one and one's for the other and like you don't look at it and you kind of go I hope it's this side of the coin because that'll tell you like your gut feeling about what you want to do and if I did that it would be I don't want to go um, I just think everything all together it just and there's probably some people listening going oh it's pathetic or whatever it's fine so you think that you go along and enjoy the game as best you can and do what you want but from my perspective the whole thing I just think it's when you when it's a derby no matter the difference between quality between the teams you know we, we the worst team in history playing Newcastle twice you know like 15 pointers um, 19 pointers playing Newcastle twice you know there's been 96-97 when we played them twice and we got relegated and, you know, we're a team of, and they were like, you know, had Ginola and Beardsley and Shearer, people like that. And we had, you know, David Kelly and Paul Stewart and players like that, you know. There's always been games where the quality between the two sides has been vast. But in that instance, you kind of go, well, yeah, there's a gap in quality between the teams, but it's a derby and you're like, like you're saying, Stephen, you go and you make it uncomfortable and all that, and I just feel as though we've, like you say, we've rolled out the red carpet at the worst, like in the worst period in terms of the disparity between the two sides. We've like beckoned them in, we've carried them in on our shoulders. It's pathetic. It just disgusts me. As I said, when it was the fixture came out, I'd be giving them absolutely zilch. I'd give them nothing. And 10 years ago, we were involved in a campaign to make sure that Newcastle fans could actually get to the get to the game outside of the bubble. Um, and 10 years on, you know, as the way I feel about everything, the way it's gone in the last few years and the way football is and what's happened with Newcastle, I just think, you know, they're not even a football team anymore. So anyway, so why would I? care about their supporters being able to go to the game or not, I, I don't really so, you know, there's been no real um, reflection on the situation where, it, at their club where they've ended up where they are because of what's happened um, after them being so upset about all of the horrible things that Mike Ashley did um, which was a massive problem and it's nothing to do with Mike Ashley and it's nothing to do with anything, it's about winning and losing and money so that's fine if you just admit that, but just because you're not getting exactly what you want, don't start crying and throwing all these moralistic arguments in. Um, I just think really like the disparity in you know on and off the pitch for me in terms of how I feel. I just think like we've enabled all these people to come to the game, moved our own supporters, inconvenienced our own fans to accommodate them. I just think it's absolutely just 
Sickens is. I just think it's minging. And I know it's pathetic because it's football, right? And there's like more important things. But I just, I hate we it. We'd be having so... this discussion if it was just as basic as it's just football. Don't worry about it. But, um... it. but I mean, it is at the bottom line. It is. But at the same time, I just, it, and it might, some people might think, oh, I sound bitter or like pathetic or whatever. But it's just the way I feel. I just think it's minging. It just makes no, us sick. It I just I, think, I, like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to go and sit in my home. That's been handed over to, well, the enemy essentially. That's how it feels. Yeah, and that that's how it feels. So I'm not going. It's like come in, we'll come in our house. We'll move the kids to the spare room. You can have Aye. the nice room. Yeah. We'll take all the Sunderland posters yeah. down off the wall and put your own yeah. posters up. Do you want all the? Do you want all the, come in on Christmas Day and give all the kids presents to? Don't worry, but yeah, it's it's and the thing is the as well. Like, do you think is is a mass here that the owner supports? I believe right. so, yeah. Would their fans allow this? Would he do this if he was there? Imagine the Marcy, the Marcy Ultras like being on board with this. Mm. But if you don't, if you don't, you know what? Like seriously, like you, you should be, you should hold us in as high regard as that. And if you wouldn't make that decision there, then don't make it here. It's an absolute and utter fucking disgrace, is what it is. Right, well, I'm sure the club will be. I'm sure Steve Davison will be looking into it after the next um, yeah. structured dialogue meeting. I know. Anyhow, I get asked anything uncomfortable in the rest, for the rest of my life. Now I'm just going to say I'm looking into it because that seems to be an acceptable response as well. All right. Well, well, well the minute I'll uh, tell you what, if if Rawa can't do anything about what's happened, I know they've like reacted to a point and put a statement out saying we're going to garner fan opinion or whatever. That's fine. However, what they should be pushing for. Is the minutes of the meeting where this yeah. was decided, so we can find out whose decision it was in black yeah. and white. Because Great. if it comes out and it, if it comes out and it's well, oh, actually, the club resisted, but we were told we had to for these reasons. Then, fine, but like I can't imagine that's going to be the case. No, no, totally. I think red and white army. I've asked for that. I think uh, asked if the minutes were available. Um. So, like I say, Stephen Davison will look into that and um, just hope that everybody forgets about it. Uh, right, okay, we'll have a break. We'll come back and we'll talk about the other, <laughs> the other drama that's currently unfolding. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Welcome back to the Wise Men's Year podcast. Right, so, <laughs> loads of other stuff going on. Um, uh, as... Uh, Gareth was saying there, a lot could happen in a few days. Um, managerial change or head coach change at the stadium. Just distracted there. Have you, anybody seen the um, 
under twenty three team that night. No, I'm just looking at. I'm just looking at it now. It's quite amazing. So I'll read this out. I mean, the you know this probably finished by the time Show lots me. of people or most people listen to this. But if you want to read out yeah. the team, just so people can see what the team is. Yeah, it's uh, Bishop Pembele. Wow, uh, Triantus sealed Taylor, who's the captain. Uh, Dak Aushish, Mayenda, Burstall, Russin, and Hamia. And the bench, Elise Matete, <laughs> are on the bench with Rig and Compton. So it's essentially a Carabao Cup team that we're putting yeah. out in this game. Who were playing? Yeah. I don't know. I was trying to find that. It just is tonight's starting 11, but I can't see Arsenal. Arsenal. Well, they're away at home. Pass one. Yeah, it's at Bolton. Well, I wonder if that's now. the call from the incumbent head coach, Michael Bale, because it could be. He could have just said, I want to see. You know, because I'm, I'm guessing he was at the game at, on Saturday and um, maybe he said, right, I want to see all of these fringe players in game action, which is not a bad thing, to be fair. That would be a good shout. Um, right, so, I mean, let's have a look. We did a couple of polls on this, didn't we? Does somebody want to get... Uh, Eleanor did one over on um, Instagram. And I will check You do up. that because I, I will... can't see it. So okay. It's quite in something, isn't it, when... <laughs> Um, we get a new manager and we haven't even led with it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I that tells you how mad the week is. And some people might listen and go, well, you should be leading with, a, leading with a manager. But I think it's like one of them, isn't it? When like, cause it was kind of softly announced essentially on Thursday, Friday, was it? Um, Everyone's kind of already made peace. Well, not made peace, but everyone's already digested it. Uh, digested it. Yeah. And it was kind of an inevitability that uh, it was going to happen. So, Well, we put a poll out, just reaction to the bail appointment, and the three options were I, nah, or whatever. Um, and, to, I mean, I only put that up like an hour and a half ago. 809 votes is quite a lot in an hour and a half. Normally, if you run, we could run these things and push it over the course of 24 hours, we'd, we might get, what, like 1,100? So the fact it's on 800-odd already. Um, so I was 10%, and then it's quite an even split between nah and whatever. Nah is 46%, whatever, 44%. Don't know what's worse, the, the just the solid no. The apathy. Or, I mean, whatever is just apathy, isn't it? It's like, I don't care anymore. And this is a link to what you were saying, though, Gareth. That like I, I refuse to believe. Yeah, this is this is a knock-on effect from the derby thing. I'm sure it is. It's like almost like people are so annoyed about that and feel so let down by that. that they're almost saying, like, you know what, don't care. Um, and do you know what it is with me? It's like it's not even. I tell you, it's not even necessarily the fact it's who it is, it's back to what we're constantly told and the stories that were fed in that popular, very popular manager has lost his job when we're sixth in the table after finishing the playoffs last season, okay? So that, that suggests that's not good enough and you've got this plan that you keep telling us that you've got and that you're going to search high and low and high and low again and you've got a data-driven um, method behind it where you're going to go and find this upcoming manager and I think people were reluctantly agreeing with the decision and getting behind that and then people like Will still get linked in the media and you think oh actually you know they are showing a bit of ambition but actually when you just strip all that back again 
what evidence have we seen at all that anything has been done that doesn't result in that isn't driven by saving as much money as possible yeah. because yet again it's a manager and like you know he could be great he could come in and I hope he is but again it's like it's not the ambition that they are leading us to believe that they have it's he's out of work he'll do what's the data no. he's the best one available is what it's coming across like because it's the fourth or fifth manager in a row now none of these are young upcoming managers in I mean he is quite young but they are all managers out of work who've been sacked in the previous job because they've taken that club as far as they can or they've underachieved and they're on the way down. None of these managers have been on the way up. Yeah. No, I totally agree. And like, um, it just can't be like a data thing because like data is only useful when you use it in context and analyze it properly. So Michael Bale, right? Okay, he's got a very high win percentage at Rangers. Completely irrelevant, by the way, because like I keep trotting out on Twitter, David Moyes has a higher win percentage at Manchester United than Matt Busby, so that's an absolute irrelevance. You know, look at the trophies he won because the expectation at Rangers is to try and win every single competition at the part of. Um, but not it's really only that. By the way, sorry, Mick, that they're putting they're putting their Stearman wagon onto the club that he took them to a cup final. Oh my God. Oh, yeah, 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 mate, you, yeah, nah. you, you, you bang on, yeah, I did cringe a lot at that, and then the fact they put the win percentage in. But the thing is, though, all these metrics are going to be high because Rangers, like, every other week, are playing St. Johnston, St. Mirren, you know, like, Livingston. So they're going to have a very high XG, they're going to have very high possession. In all of these metrics, they're going to look fantastic, but like I say, it's all contextualised. And I think it's strange as well, because I do understand, right, I mean, we all want Sunderland to win every game we play, right? So... I understand people's um, wanting to be enthusiastic and wanting to give Michael Bale a chance. And I'm not saying I'm not going to at all, but I'm just looking at the evidence. And people probably who were the most vocal critics of Alex Neil for leaving Sunderland in the way that he did are welcoming Bale in with open arms after what he did at QPR, where literally um, Rangers um, ex-manager Van Bronckhorst is still on the job and he's in the, in the pub next to the ground after going to watch Rangers play Aberdeen and telling everybody what he'd do differently. Um, and I just think like football is a very kind of close-knit thing and when there's so many stories, like yes, for balance there's been a couple of stories about him being like a good coach and that, but equally I've seen so many people just saying that he's a very kind of like insincere, shallow man who is very, very ego-driven and he can kind of like wow anybody in an interview, this, that and the other. So to me, just none of this sports ball, it's like you say, Stephen, we had a very likeable manager in Mowbray, not just for his managerial record, but also... Just because he was a good person, he was a great ambassador for the club. And I think when you go from one extreme to the other, it is really, really difficult to get behind from the outset because there's very few redeeming qualities because the goalposts have changed now. When we appointed Tony Mowbray, yes, I understand not everybody was 100% behind the appointment, but I think we all acknowledge that Mowbray has a body of work which shows you that he will stabilise a club in mid-table in the Championship, if not higher, and get the finish in the top half which is exactly what we were looking for when we made that change. We were looking to consolidate. Now, like you say, we are now in a position where promotion should be the ambition because historically we've either been in the top end of the second tier or we've been in the first tier. So what I'm saying is that um, the ambitions have changed, the goalposts have changed, the fans now expect more because we were in the playoffs last season, so quite rightly we want to kick on. Then the board have also turned around and talked about when they sat Mowbray. He's done a great job, but we have a high-performance culture at the club now. We want to appoint a young, hungry, up-and-coming manager um, 
And as I say, at Rangers as well, apparently like the style of football is nothing to write home about. It's very direct. So there's just nothing in any if anything about Michael Bale which says that's an appointment that the structure we have in place should be looking at. And it's just quite worrying and concerning. And as I say, I really hope that I'm wrong and I hope I'm laughing in a few weeks' time when we're in the playoffs in the league and we've beaten Newcastle. But as I say, I think fans have an instinct for these type of appointments and I just really worry that it'll be, it could turn nasty if he doesn't get off to a great start. High-performance culture, this this whole thing. I mean, get to talk about our work. We define what that is at work. So when we talk about high-performance culture, we have to sit in a room and go, what does that look like? So it doesn't mean anything. It's like sub- completely subjective. Like anyone's high-performance culture can be a different high-performance culture. So it doesn't really mean anything. It's just wibble. Um, I mean, my feeling is he's probably gone in an interview, said lots of LinkedIn things, and they've gone, oh, this guy is great. They're, they're, that's literally, what they're like. Literally speaking my language in the case. Yeah. Yeah. And they're going yeah, to want to get on with this guy. And this will be good. Um, he sounds like me. That's <laughs> been pointing to him. If the date, if this whole data-driven model, if he didn't come out in the top 10 <laughs> in their model of data, of available sacked managers, when we started looking for a manager two weeks ago, or whatever it was, then why why would you go to him? Do you only ever see to go outside of the model? Because he, he, he probably come... the manager? Yeah, because he probably come number one and out of work managers. Um, well, you I'd know that, that again. Well, I think um, <clears throat> just to, to be honest, just to... I would. Like I would. At least he's got two promotions under his belt. Well, three. He has. Like, what's this guy? How many games has this guy managed? Seventy games or something. Start with a QPR and then start the Yeah. Well, he I played, think... well, how many games did he manage to oh, 20 games and then he was looking for another job mm. <clears throat> I think he was looking for another job <clears throat> before then I think um, I, 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 I just, just think it, it also being assistant manager at Steven Gerrard probably helps doesn't it because you work with Steven Gerrard so it probably does have a, a, a um, an impact on the way people think about well, you I think I think for balance because some listeners would 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 be will be saying this some people who were a bit more pro to this appointment would point well, out I haven't, that he I haven't was seen anybody. A, a, a lot of the players who um, played under Gerard at Rangers and Villa did, did credit Bill with the work, and he was by things I've read apparently a main driver, and, and I think that's why it went wrong for Gerard a bit when that relationship ended. I just want to read out Eleanor's result well, from when, when was Instagram because she, she did it. Did Can I just the come back? Sorry. I just. The one that yes, they stopped Celtic from breaking the record, didn't they? And and and, and won the league, and then he came to Villa. And to be fast, he 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 was an improvement of Villa from from when Dean Smith was, and he got them he got them from relegation candidates to to sort of mid to upper table, didn't he? But then it kind of went stale a little bit. Um, similar results on Instagram, by the way. Nat was forty seven percent, and whatever was fifty percent, three percent. I, a couple of people, um. I think this is a couple of comments that people made on Instagram and it and kind of it's a good reflection on, on where the fan base is from both sides. So one person just mirroring what you've just said there, Mick and, and Gareth. I'd love to know how data and analytics and analytics have pointed to Bill. Um but then the other person and we've we've heard this as well. I wasn't excited about Alex Nail improved wrong, I wasn't excited about Tony Moore being proved wrong. I, I, I get that. Like this is not 
this is why I'm saying it's not even 100% behind who it is. This is not... Do you, do you know what I mean? This is not like... The people are missing the point here with this. It's like not kicking off and throwing your toys out of the pram specifically who it is, although there are quite, I've got massive question marks over it, particularly in the way the Rangers fans have responded about how he was about with with the players there and stuff like that. Um, it's more... It's the it's it's the it's the process in which they've come to this decision, which is why which is where people I think. Because it we're being looks... told one thing. We're being told one thing. Look, everything has been run on a shoestring, but how could people not say that? Like strip it every single thing back. And like sh- I think that people are starting to realise it a bit more now. Good. Well good. You know, aren't they gonna aren't they gonna stop flying the players down south now? I don't know. Look, mm. you read a lot of the the and again. I'm not I'm not like having a go as fans, and we all, you know, when it gets to half two on a Saturday or whatever it is, five o'clock on a Saturday, twelve o'clock on a Saturday, whatever time, half an hour before kick off, whenever you kick off. Um, you all think you can beat whoever you're playing, and you go at the game, and you've got that hope, and you got that you're gonna go and win. Um, it doesn't matter who's in the dugout, doesn't matter who's in the shirt. You're like, you know, well, we could do it a day. Um, and you know, a lot of the comments around, we well, you know, well, he's pointing now, so everyone, let's just get behind him. Now, I don't know. Firstly, I hate that because I don't understand. Like everyone. Generate the same light will get behind anyone. Like it's not like people need to be told, but this is the problem. Whoever it is in any position in the club always gets this like un. It's like not undeserved. That's the wrong. Unconditional goodwill. Because it's Sunderland, and we look after each other. We welcome people in. We give people a chance. And it feels like it's known that goodwill is unconditional. And it takes a long time to break that goodwill. Um, look, anyone, anyone wants to disagree with me, that's absolutely fine. But look what happened with Donald and Methvin. How much goodwill they had while they were busy pulling the rug under from out under the feet of everybody. And anyone who challenged it was basically shouted down, shot down. Um, and this is the problem you get in this cycle of no matter what it is at any level, it's like, oh, well, we've got to give him a chance. Now, I don't disagree with that to a point, but you've still got, you, you can't just blindly go, well, you know, whatever it is that I'm being served up, this lukewarm gruel that I'm being served up, I've got to give it a chance got to eat this for three meals a day every day and get used to the taste of it because eventually I might like it unfortunately it tastes like shit so people stop eating lukewarm gruel and start eating something else instead and they start looking at other people's tables and see the nice food at the other tables thinking it would be quite nice if we could have that you know and I just think like at what point does the penny drop where it's like stop just accepting everything you're given is what you deserve. 
ask a question, it's fine. Because, you know, we talk to, like, they've got this grand, intelligent plan, yet it does not, the outcome does not reflect that. And and if, you you know, people say, well, they appointed this person, they appointed this manager, they appointed that manager. They got lucky. Nobody will tell, will ever convince me otherwise that they didn't get lucky with Alex Neal. They didn't go out and look for him. It took them two and a half weeks for him to offer himself up, and then they gave him the job. Tony Mowbray was uh, Stuart Harvey's mate. He was out of work. They gave him the job. This fella, out of work, had been available, and apparently he wasn't anywhere near top of the list, and now all of a sudden he's got the job. I, I, it just... Join the dots. I, it just does my head in. I just think, like, everyone's so desperate for us to do well, and then we get taken advantage of so readily by these people who run the club, no matter who they are, they couldn't give it. They couldn't care less about us, like as fans. I and mean, they've shown that this week. And I, I just think it's it's just I'm a bit sick of it. Really, I'm I'm just kind of like I've always I've had this like thing with like say as I said last year I've had this thing with with the the model for ages where it's like oh what's the point in this? It's like if the goal isn't to at least give us the best opportunity, win it and get promoted, then what's the point? Might as well go and watch something else. Well, I've been thinking about this more again, like reflecting on the second of, of just of Mowbray more again. I was thinking like, like, <clears throat> and it's based on something, and I, I wish, I've, this is the, after me reflecting for a while, and I wish I just sort of had this um, realisation when, when, Phil was talking about uh, when he was on the pod last week, to be honest, about um, how it's not just solely down to results and performance and it's that that relationship sound and stuff like that. And I'm thinking, like, the primary objective is to, to put the best team out and, and, and get promoted. And I know that short-term success can be sacrificed to an extent where you bring in younger players and you need to be... St- I get that, I get that, okay. Um, but is it okay to sack a manager because... You're not quite seeing eye to eye. Like, is that all right? When did that become all right? Like, that wouldn't happen no, in any but... other. That wouldn't happen in any other walk of life. Somebody's got you sixth in the table. He got you in the playoffs last year. It should only be a performance-related decision. No, I completely agree. But then it comes back to if we were this convinced about Mowbray in the summer, why didn't they act then when they said they were going there and all the rumours came out? Why didn't they have the courage of a conviction to act then? It's almost as if we've gone to this season and they've gone like, look. Any kind of excuse we can get, Mowbray's gone, but we're going to bring our own man in, and it's just not worked. And now we've just like made like a rug for our own back. Look, he could he could come in and like start win some games and do. And I hope good he things. does. Yeah, that's that's a, that's another thing, isn't it? Like 100%. this is not this is not. If you feel like we're well, just saying stuff and we want something to fail, you need to grow up seriously. But I, I think even on this occasion, I mean, can you ever remember this response to a managerial appointment? No. And I Welcome think as well. Cotterell. There's the last time Wilkinson and Cottrell's the last time I've seen a more negative response to a yeah. managerial appointment. I'd probably probably say Parkinson, but even yeah, closely followed. Parkinson. Well, I would say Parkinson and Grayson were both baffling appointments. De Canio in a different way, um, but I would say in terms of negative response, imagine social media in, in two thousand and two, three or whatever when we appointed Wilkinson and Cottrell. Um, I, th- I would I would equate it in terms of mood to that appointment. I was um, just after that appointment was made. I was in 
Slovakia watching England and um that's the first thing fans of other clubs said to us when they started speaking to us. That's how that's how mind blown that appointment was at the time. That people random fans of other clubs would be like, Why have you just given Howard Wilkinson the job? I remember like everybody saying that to us at the time. And what was your answer? Just <laughs> just I haven't got a clue. I haven't got a clue, mate. <laughs> Maybe the maybe Michael Beale was asked to be a consultant in the process of appointing Sunderland's new manager <laughs> and pitched himself for the job. For those who may not remember or Look, were too think... young to remember, that's what happened with Hal Wilkinson. Yeah. He was employed as a consultant to find a new manager for Sunderland and <laughs> and uh, said the best person for the job is actually me. <laughs> oh god! And he went, "Oh, actually, yeah, you're right." Yeah, I know, I know. I think. Again, I'm just trying to offer like balance because there will be people who'll be like listening to this now and saying, "Come on, like," um, I, I and I've read some of the the things anywhere to say, "Look, the things he failed at mainly at Rangers were maybe that you know transfers is the big lingering one." And I mean, and we, I mean, we all clearly know he's not going to be <laughs> in charge of transfers. Eh? That's an understatement. Um, and that actually is a really good coach. And what I mentioned to you there, Gary, and he did have a good. He's, he's got his coach and CV is good. You, you you can't say it isn't. If somebody put up that on a bit of paper in front of you and you didn't know who it was, you would say that's okay. It's the step up from that, apparently being like getting all the credit for Gerard's work and being an excellent coach, excellent number two. It's been the step up to make the key decisions that a head coach or manager would make where he's gone wrong, apparently. So how he's handled players, how he speaks in the media, transfers. So at least one of those things you won't have here. So I'm just trying to like think of a, you know, maybe he will come in and maybe this is the right the right fit for him because his level of responsibility he has here will get the best out of him. Maybe. Um, again, they've stumbled on him, haven't they? Well, yeah, they haven't gone. Yeah. He's the man. They've stumbled yeah. on. Him. Yeah, this is it. It's a process that's arrived at Michael Beale. I think was critiqued a lot more than like Michael Beale in and of himself. Yeah, that's what it is. I mean, Stephen it's, 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 yeah, it's how we've got here. That's what I'm annoyed about. It's not and even again, about. It's not even about him personally. Like it's re- it's genuinely not for me. It, it's not what. It's not specifically what I'm annoyed about. Although I do have doubts. That's not it. It's it's the decisions and the process to how we've got to this point. I, I, it it is, and it goes back. You know, a lot of the things we've talked about in the past, where like you've got somebody telling you that actually we do have strikers in the squad because Dijak is a striker or Clarkin plays number nine because he did for Leeds under 16s or something like that. Do you know what I mean? It's like, actually, we have loads of strikers. Things like, and you just go and like, you're not, you don't believe that. I'm not stupid. And you're trying to pull the wool over my eyes. And it's disrespectful. It's an insult to our intelligence as football fans. Um, And that's what bothers me. It's like the idea that we're being told there's this grand plan all the time, and it just simply is not the case. Um, it isn't. They might get some things right, but it does make you feel like it's by accident, in a way. You know, it's not like as like I said this before. A lot of the foreign players who've come in, not a single one has really made an impact of the. Um, from a you know from abroad, Bar's probably the closest. Alshish maybe second. You know, 
Bennett. Mishu eventually, eventually last season. Um, yeah. yeah, Mishu was okay, but we deemed him surplus requirements. We didn't do the deal to bring him in full time in an area in which we've got no. Yeah, in an area where we've got no. Nobody apart from Ekwer and, and Neil. And we deemed that we wasn't suitable for the side. So that's fine if that's what they think. Um, but I just think it's a bit. Hmm. Like it, it just to me, it's like I don't like that feeling of you know, it's a bit gaslighty, isn't it? Somebody telling you, like, you know, just to disbelieve everything that you see, um, because it's actually better and that's actually good, and you just don't understand it properly. Um, and it, it you know, you got to do more, in my opinion. Set your stall out. If this is what it is, that's this is what we're doing. That's fine. But don't say you've got a five-year plan for promotion. If they truly believe that Michael Beale was the man to get them promoted, as soon as he was available, <laughs> they'd be like, "Right, how do we get this guy in?" Yeah, and I just yeah, and they're, and they're never going to come out and say, "Right, we're skinned," or not even we're skinned. He can't be skinned, but we aren't prepared to put X amount of money in the club because of this, because of that. It's a business plan, blah, blah, blah. Of course, they're not going to come out and see all that. But if they just come out and, and and stop the suggestion that this was all their plan and fits in exactly, you know, they are the puppet masters and this is all going according to exactly how they thought it was, that's what annoys me because it's not. I would almost wish that they just implied that, you know what, at the moment, we aren't really in a financial position to go and buy out managers from their existing clubs. That's not where we are. That's not the stage of the journey we are at. And that is clearly true. And it's it's the doubling down on it that really annoys me. The same as when we didn't buy a striker last January and it was and it was all well actually we don't play with strikers, so this is this is this was our plan all along. That's what pisses me off. That's what I've got an issue with. That's the stuff. It's like, don't treat us like idiots. But then you see it, some people just lap at them anywhere. So, um, well, it's, the, it's, either... a, it's, the mon- it's the monorail, isn't it? It's the Shelbyville monorail. It's mm. the Springfield monorail. It, it, that's what it is. It's, mm. and we've had, we've been here before with other people. It's just maybe these people's suits are shinier. No, and a lot of, and some of the suits are the same. You know, Sartori's still there. He was part of that. Um, Madrox group, so I just think this week we've we've seen to me that look pe- people they got away with a huge um one goal due to the goodwill of Sunderland supporters in that they basically it was proven that they lied for eighteen months about or a year about the 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 setup of the ownership of the football club. And he got away with it because he sent a letter to people, basically, and said, oh, well, it's like, oh, well, he sent a letter and saying thanks for your support and everything. Well, they printed some out and put them in some envelopes and sent them out. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm sorry. It's so easy to get people on side. And they know, they know. And it's with you know the, the supporters of the football club have been taken for granted by the people in charge for such a long time. 
It's just I'm I'm a bit sick of it, really. I just think, regardless of the results on the pitch, it 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 helps when you're winning. When it's yeah. not going well, um, you know, it, it, it it's the cracks start to show. But you know, you don't have to believe in absolutely everything that they do, and you can still want us to win. Yeah, and that's where I am. Yeah. But I feel as though no, we nobody wants us to win more than me, and I really hope that Michael Bales clear potential and, ta- and and he's clearly got talent and I really hope that that every combination like everything fits in the place here for him and it works like nobody wants that more than me like believe me um Mick has held the world record for the longest staring without winning a competition yeah and so he was uh, yeah well he was was just staring without blinking so he's obviously frozen and and lost connection um and now he's gone all together so it's a good place to to end it i don't know if we're gonna i don't know if we'll be back for a preview later we're gonna do like i think we're gonna do like a a christmas sort of quiz thing if we can if we can get people together a christmas quiz if we can get people together for it so we might just do that later in the week um and then push that for a few days so that'd be something nice to do um but we will be back um i'm guessing we're going to do a reaction on saturday we're all going to be together aren't we we are for a change the christmas party yeah it's not it's not um we don't always all go to the matches together so um we might do something then then i guess shall we uh do that thing where you got weatherspoons and go we're on table Whatever. <laughs> Could do. I've never done that in my life. No, so. neither have I. Yeah. Yeah, mix gone. Right. Okay. Right. Good. Um. Well. <laughs> I feel good after that. I feel better well, than I did before, even though I feel like actually chest. minging. By tomorrow, you'll be getting yourself a ticket. No. Right. No, I'm, it's done. <laughs> okay. Right. It's done. My, my, uh, I've spoken my dad. He kind of feels the same way, so we're not bothering. Right. I just watched on the telly. Well. That's that are fighting through the... Uh, think about how many police were there for the Middlesbrough game this year. It didn't need to be, though. It's going to be like Basra for this game. Mm. Right, okay. Let's 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 leave it there. Um, uh, yeah. Always oh, interesting. Being well, a Sunderland fan. What could, what could happen next, in the next week? God knows. You know, we could win at the weekend... Going to Christmas, everyone's going, oh, well, you know. Yeah, and, and results ask over a lot of stuff, which is fine. And uh, nobody would be happy with us if we can come and talk about Sunderland winning on a regular basis because we honestly do enjoy doing that. Okay, as always, thanks for listening.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.